Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and live on location, Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing fine, my friend. I uh, get to talk to you today from an undisclosed location <laughs> yes. in America. I'm not going to say where David is, but he is checking in on some of his NBA guys right now as training camps are set to open uh, in the coming days here. You know, it's exciting time, right? The association's back up and going. Everybody's feeling good. I was talking about this with Henry on Thursday, right? The beginning of it's like the beginning of the school year. Everybody's happy. Everybody's friendly. Woo! Life is great. And then like that shit lasts like a week. And then, you know, it's back to like, oh man, we're in the grind. And whoever we are going to be is, you know, likely who we're gonna be and all that stuff about we're gonna play fast, we're gonna be better. It's like, man, they probably won't. <laughs> They're probably gonna be some version, give or take, of what they were last year. Now, the teams that surprise and are able to change things, those are teams that'll be interesting to, to pay attention to. Um, but before we get into uh, our continued series on the five burning questions ahead of training camp, and we will go to the Southwest Division. Uh, David, this Damian Lillard thing, um, you know, scuttlebutt has started again. And you can look at this a couple of ways. One of the reasons why it started again is because, as I mentioned, training camps are going to open, which means GMs and head coaches are about to have press conferences. And the last thing any team linked to Lillard wants to do during their opening season press conference is answer 75 questions about, well, you're going to get Dame, who's going to write all those things that are going to go back and forth. So you're getting some scuttle now about, ooh, is this deal going to happen? Is it going to happen? And we've had all sorts of things fly around. One of the things we heard was a potential four-team deal. Now, three and four-team deals are, first of all, hard to pull off, right? Because all four, three or four parties have to be satisfied with whatever they're getting. Um, and the reason why in this case we're adding a third or a fourth team is because a straight up trade between the trailblazers and the heat clearly isn't going to work for one of the parties. Miami very happy with Kate Damian Lillard, but the blazers clearly not happy with whatever the heat are going to offer back in return for someone of Dame's caliber. So here's a trade that I heard kind of floating around, David. It's a four team deal. It involves obviously the heat and the blazers and the Suns and the Indiana Pacers. Now, the Suns, the Pacers are in the deal because it was reported that extension talks with Buddy Heald have not gone well, and so he's on the on, on the trade block for them. All right, so here's the deal that um, that was floated out there. Miami gets Dame and Buddy. The, the Blazers get DeAndre, Ayton, Kyle Lowry, and Jaime Jaquez Jr. The Suns get Nurkic, TJ McConnell, and Caleb Martin, and the Pacers get Tyler Hero. And I'm sure there'll be a draft compensation also included there, but those are the principal players involved. Um, I got thoughts on that, but David, uh, first your thoughts on that proposed trade. Yeah. You know, I was traveling last week, which is why I couldn't do the show. I was in the air when you and Henry did the very good show on Thursday. Uh, and while I was in a gym with an NBA player, his agent was in there and he was getting word of a, of a Damian deal. And then a different agent texted me, uh, who has a, a uh, very, one of the best players in the, in the league. Uh, who might be on the market. And he texted me with, would you, would you hear about it? It was a little bit different trade, not exactly the same. This one involved Toronto. Mm. And we both agreed, uh, three of us agreed on separate uh, conversations that you don't normally see these things come to fruition, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I had not heard what you just told me. I had not heard about the Pacers. Um, I, don't, I don't love the fit. Because the with the Pacers, because they have Matherin and Nemhard. Correct. Nemhard's really a one who can play the two. Matherin's probably a three 
who hopes to one day be a two. Neither are as good as Tyler Hero now. I, I really like Tyler Hero very much. Um, if Indiana can move Buddy Heald for Tyler Hero, that's a great deal. They also want picks, but it doesn't mean that'll be his final destination. So that would try to get even another team involved. Um, I don't know they want to bring him in even for one day. I don't know that they don't, but they have defensive problems. Tyler doesn't fix that. They have rebounding problems. Tyler doesn't fix that. Uh, and it doesn't make sense to pay Tyler next year, right. Miles Turner next mm-hmm. year, although Miles' contract is team-friendly, right. and Halliburton's extension kicks in next year when they're not going to be contending for a lot just yet. It may, getting Tyler here in a year from now, if Matherin and Nemhard don't become the two that you want, the backcourt teammate of Tyrese, Hero makes more sense, but you're not going to get a chance to see it if you meet Tyler in now. But again, it, it, this isn't, I don't like calling players assets, as you know, they're human mm-hmm. beings. But if we can remove that and just look on paper, you know, cross out Buddy Heald, add maybe a draft pick or two, and Tyler Hero, good job mm-hmm. by Indiana mm-hmm. from an asset acquisition standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it accomplishes what Dame wants, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Aiton for Nurkic doesn't seem to carry He's any weight. Stupid as Phoenix. hell to me. <laughs> that makes no sense at all. Because here's the thing, David. You are getting you're trading Aiton. And look, everyone's down on Aiton because he had a bad year last year. I understand that. But Aiton's 24 years old, and you are trading him for a older, worse version who's often injured in Nurkic and TJ McConnell and Caleb Martin. The Suns have rebounding, rim protection, and paint defense problems. How do those guys help that? They don't. So if you're in Phoenix, that is the dumbest trade ever. And they should, and if, and if they actually made that trade, James Jones should be fired from malfeasance because that's just like, that's terrible. Yeah. To be clear, the deals, the two different deals that I was talking to the agents about on Thursday of last week, um, none of that, they, they've never been reported. This is behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. They're much more likely mm-hmm. to, to happen. And, and if you want to get into it now mm-hmm. about why it is, uh, 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 here's, here's a scenario that an agent painted to me this morning. This is a different agent who has a, a very high level player who may or may not be traded. He doesn't know. He said to me, if Lillard doesn't report to get his physical, mm-hmm. then there can't be a trade. Right. So if they do a trade, he doesn't report to the physical, the trade's gone. Mm-hmm. Well, he ain't the only guy being traded. Correct. So now you're, you're, Portland doesn't care, but whoever else is involved in a deal in playoff contention, mm-hmm. ostensibly, which is why you're going for Dame, mm-hmm. and now you find out that the trade didn't happen, that's going to ruffle feathers. Mm-hmm. So more importantly than that, that's just one example, uh, you have a, just a code of secrecy. Yes. Remember this. No one, no one knew Masai traded for Kawhi. Correct. And that's 90 plus percent of the deals. That doesn't mean you don't hear rumblings about mm-hmm. a potential for a trade, but normally you don't get many details, if any details, until it's done. Correct. And then what happens is they call whatever newsbreaker, right. Shams, or, or Shams, or, 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 but, right. they're, they're, but they're not reporting anything. Right, right. They're, they're literally just mouthpieces for the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that way they don't have to worry about doing it themselves. That's all they are. They're just basically official PR people for the team. Correct. When it comes down to it. And uh, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of egos to assuage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not talking about the players. You're dealing with agents. Okay. So as well as other teams, you never want to be seen as 
grandstanding. Oh, we got the best. You know, you, every eight, every GM needs to be a little humble. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you piss, you, you make it seem like you won the trade. Mm-hmm. You you may lose a future trading partner mm-hmm. in the other team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to try to get those win wins. And so you just normally keep it super quiet. You will let agents know sometimes, especially if there's a potential for a contract extension. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to acquire a guy that may be up for an extension either at the end of the season or even now, some guys are eligible for an extension right now, uh, you want to talk to those agents and see. And normally, I mean, I know for a fact there are teams working behind the scenes to create the the ability to do a trade this season. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to some of those teams mm-hmm. when we talk about the Southwest Division. Hello, Dallas. <laughs> right? You'll, you'll hear why I say that in a minute. Because uh, they have Luca and they're mm-hmm. under some pressure here. Mm-hmm. But But – when you start reading about the trades that have been offered, almost always a lie. And I mean like 99% of the time, they're not true. Correct. Aspects might be, but you're keeping that stuff quiet. You're not announcing it publicly. That's 100% correct, David. And that's the point that I want people to understand that, you know, you never, again, the particulars, especially in a three or four team deal, a lot of moving parts. If you're getting the exact thing down to the T, like being, like, this is the trade. That's not it. They're never going to leak the exact details out like that. So, and again, as we even just went through, the deal doesn't make sense for all the parties involved. Um, so that trade highly unlikely uh, to go down. It doesn't mean that Damien won't get traded. It just means that. I, well, let's talk about that. So let's talk about Damien mm-hmm. Harden. I know it's not on the document, mm-hmm. but let's just yeah. do it real quick. Yep. Gerard, do you think it's more likely or less likely that one or both are on their team for even the first preseason game? I think it's more likely they're both on their on the team as the preseason starts. See, I would take the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think it's less likely because I, I don't know anything <laughs> other than I could do I could do my math and talking to people. Uh, I just you 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 have the smarter answer, but I just don't think Daryl Morey wants to hear James Harden talking media day. Well, that that could be true. That could be true. Yeah. So Harden, Dame, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dame is less of a threat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Dame is less of a threat, probably. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just have the feeling that the the uh, domino is going to drop, and we're we're going to see two different deals in the next week because that, other than Dallas and Minnesota, it's October second media day typically, and that ties into what you just said, which is you never hear about anything until it's actually done. All we're hearing is scuttle around Damian Lillard. We haven't heard boo about Harden being leaked, right? Which tells me, based on what David said in our experience in the league, a deal is probably eminent somewhere, and we're just waiting on the final pieces, then the trigger to get pulled. That's an excellent way to, to put it, to put a bow on that. Yeah, I think so. I think that in the case of Daryl Morey, you, it, I mean, think about what Philly's gone through. They have the, they have the never-ending NBA drama. Mm-hmm. Not that it's the worst. He's right. the MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Ben Simmons thing mm-hmm. was pretty bad, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers thing, pretty bad. Mm-hmm. The James Harden getting him and now James Harden leaving, just James Harden leaving, it all adds up to uh, uh, Philadelphia deserves just a fresh start and going to a season. To your point, also, David, as we talked about it in previous episodes, they got to keep Embiid happy, right? If that's the guy that yep. they're, and you know, he's could be someone who's like, I don't like what you guys are doing here. Get me out of here, right? And so, and we also said, look, Daryl could. Could be looking at the future down the road and saying, "Look, this may be the best Joel Embiid's ever going to be an MVP." The likelihood that he repeats probably not high. Maybe he moves on them now, gets rid of both of them, and they rebuild around Maxi picks and a bunch of young young talent coming in. Who knows? I'm not saying that's definitely happening, but let's put it like this: Maury Smart, I guarantee you, he's thought about that at least once. 
doing that possible scenario. So we shall see what goes on from there. Yeah, I think that, uh, well, first of all, if you listen to what I wrote, Giannis should be traded now. I feel more strongly than ever that they should trade him this year uh, uh, or they're going to lose him for nothing. That would mean both those guys potentially. Mm -hmm. Two of the last three MVPs. Mm -hmm. By the way, there's a train station behind me. You may hear that. (laughs) Which, by the way, Um, David, if you're a team that thinks about trading for Damian Lillard, you might want to think, well, wait, do I want this guy or do I want one of those guys? And this is the the game you have to play because – it ain't like these teams have 75 max slots. They can just get whoever they want. You got to be smart about whoever you give your max, your, your big time, you know, contract to. And Dame is 33. Look, he was arguably the best offensive player in the league last year. I mean, I get it. But are you going to like this contract at 36 when he's making $60 million? Maybe not. And let's let's go to uh, let's just finish with Dame in this way. Um, I, I think Tyler Hero is getting a bad rap. Uh, if Portland can get Tyler Hero, if they can get Cody Martin, great. If they can get Tyler and whatever, some picks uh, for, for Damian and that contract, uh, they're getting a potential all-star who's like 23 years old, mm-hmm. who's been in two finals, yes. although he didn't play in yeah, last, last year's one with mm-hmm. his injury. So one game. Uh, he's, a, he's a good he's player. A player. And, and uh, He's he's used to not being the team's best player. Jimmy Butler's had that. Bam, that he's probably been the third best player. Um, so you, he's not going to have a problem with uh, with Shaden. Not not that Sharp is any right, good right, right now. Right. And Scoop, he's not any right. good right now. Uh, Anthony Simons is pretty good. Mm-hmm. He, he's not the perfect fit next to any of those guys. Although Scoop does have defensive potential. Uh, so he he and Hero will be better than probably Simons and Hero. Well, what about David? But, um, Simons won the three point shootout and he won the dunk yeah. contest. That tells me he's got athletic ability, which also tells me he should be passable on defense. Maybe not elite. Correct. And also when you don't have to carry the offense, you have more energy to play defense. One of my things with defense is power. I think that you can play, players can get overwhelmed physically. As much as we talk about the league, not as physical as it used to be, it's still plenty physical. And Anthony's really light, I think. Mm. And so, but no, your point is good. He should be better defensively. Uh, and maybe this year he'll make that jump. Um, but either way, if you can get Tyler Hero, I don't think any – it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter how much I can sell my car for uh, uh, compared to everyone else. It's just can I sell my car, right? If, if, I, if, if no one else will offer, I just got to take the best offer that comes. If offers are pouring in for Damien, well, then maybe don't take Miami. But who's – he doesn't want to go anywhere else, which is why they've been saying it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. at some point, I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to be in Miami. And that's what I wanted to ask you about real quickly. Yeah. Um, if they don't have to give up much more than Hero, mm-hmm. and I do think Cody Martin matters. Mm-hmm. I did see the postseason last year yeah. when he was terrific. Yeah. Um, Wait, Cody or Caleb? I think Caleb, right? Caleb, Caleb sorry. Yeah. I get. It. I was studying Charlotte today. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think that they're good. Oh, yeah. I think Miami with Dame is, like you would say, cooking with grease. Uh, yeah. I think I that's mean, a really look- good fit right there. We already know what they do with, with Jimmy and Bam, right? And now you add that, that's that other offensive, and Damien's up, he's an explosive offensive player. Like, can torture And they really have struggled offensively. Mm -hmm. I think he gives them uh, identity offensively. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he's also on the clock. Sure. You know, his his clock is ticking, Mm -hmm. and he knows what's happening the last few years, and uh, and I think he buys into the culture. I don't think that'll be an issue at all. We haven't, we haven't talked about it much only because it just seems, who knows what's going to happen, but I think it's going to happen. And 
I think the East is not going to be happy about seeing no. Dame and look, also look, Spoh's great, and he's gonna they're going to scheme a little bit defensively around Dame because he's small, and he's going to have to yeah. buy in on they're, that end and not be though. a turnstile. Like that. right, he's got. Right, they're used to that. Yeah, they did that with Hero. That's right? True. Yep. Yep. It's very true. Very true. Very true. Yeah. So yeah, and, it, it'll and, it'll be interesting to see. And Spo and Pat aren't afraid to coach him up. Oh, just Spo. Right. Spo will definitely not be afraid to call out his lack of defensive. Oh, he'll right. rout it out. Right. And so, so will yeah, Jimmy think, and all his teammates. So, right. you know. Good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. Very good point. Yeah. So, it, look, it, look, I know Miami fans want this so bad, and I get it. I understand you want it badly. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. But let's just, you know, let it ride out, see what happens. And, again. Yeah, no guarantee that he goes and you win the championship. That's not a foregone conclusion. There's a lot of the things that have to transpire over the course of the season. But again, as David said, I like to say, you'll be cooking with grease if that actually works. And all you have to give up is hero and some picks. We'll see. All right, David, we're continuing our trek through the um, NBA's divisions. Henry was so happy last week. We got to do the Northwest division and talk about his Blazers. <laughs> Uh, he, he, he quoted you extensively in your lengthy conversation. We're going to do the Southwest division today. Uh, a division we like, of course, because the Memphis Grizzlies are there. It's also a division that has all the Texas teams in it. <laughs> um, and it has a team in New Orleans that can do a lot of work uh, in terms of trade with all the different um, draft capital they have it, and young players. It, hey, hey, Gerard, I hadn't thought about it to you just saying the Southwest division. I knew we were doing this, but uh, I mean, you're talking about really, really talented division yes. representing representing now and later. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. This division has arguably going to be the rookie of the year in Wemby, right? So we, we got the Spurs and you have the team that won it the last three years in the Memphis Grizzlies, two seeds in the, in the, in the playoffs who have their own issue with John Moran, which I'm sure we'll get to when we talk about them. Well, let's start up top. So we go alphabetical. The Dallas Mavericks. Um, you take the floor. What is your burning question for Dallas? Well, I want to first say props to what Luca looked like in the World Cup. Yeah. He looks mm-hmm. really fit. Um, I'm working on an article, as you know, where mm-hmm. I'm saying that I think he's the more likely, the most likely MVP candidate, and I'll explain why. Um, uh, and so, what do you do if you're Dallas? You've got Kyrie, the best teammate Luca's ever had, with a camp in place mm-hmm. for the first time. They're probably going to be helped to start the season by starting a week earlier, going to Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. to play Minnesota, maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Then they go to Real Madrid mm-hmm. uh, to play. They go to Madrid to play Real Madrid, Madrid mm-hmm. which will be interesting. Um, pretty cool. And um, so there'll be a little bit of a head start, maybe just a little bit. Uh, I, I don't think Kyrie, I just listened to Jason Kidd's podcast with Mark Stein. I don't, I don't remember if they said this, but my people tell me Kyrie has not shown up yet. Today's Monday. I do expect that he'd be uh, with the team to, uh, Monday. Camp starts for them on Wednesday. And I think I think Mark Stein said everyone had to be there by Tuesday. So my guess is he shows today. He may not play at all. Um, I I wonder, my burning question is, when do they trade Derek Lively and Omax Prosper? Mm. And the reason why I say that is because Jason Kidd said on his show, one or both may start in the preseason they may start, uh, and they say with the big guys, he's talking about Grant Williams starting, starting at four. Uh, uh, we don't know yet at five. And then you've got, obviously, Luka, Luka mm-hmm. and uh, Kyrie, mm-hmm. right? So do you start two rookies? Do you start one with Timmy Hardaway? Uh, uh, Dwight Powell could be the starting five, obviously. Um, 
The reason why I say this is because Dallas definitely has their eyes on other people. Um, why wouldn't they? Yes. They want that third guy to yeah. go with Kyrie and Luca, yeah. right? They would have they ever had to move? Well, they've got Josh Green. Mm -hmm. I don't think Seth Curry will matter so much. Uh, but Lively and Prosper were two first-round picks mm -hmm. who looked good this summer. Uh, Prosper probably looked better. Lively was the number one player in his class, and it's just going to be a later bloomer. Mm -hmm. But I'm very, I'm very high on him. Super crazy, quick and athletic, quick twitch guy at nearly seven feet. Um, great lob threat. Uh, if you're a team looking to, to move your solid, if not all-star level player in return for youth, well, these two guys fit that the works. bill. Yep. They absolutely, pros, Prosper was drafted, I want to say 24, but looks to be a better player than that. And then again, Lively's this athletic seven footer who, um, can, can absolutely find a place in the league as a starter. Mm -hmm. Forget about being a star, right, even right. just a starter. He's got the makeup for that. So. How do they do it? Do they play these guys and, and just force feed them and trust that Luke and Kyrie lift the lift right. the boat mm -hmm. and then the rookies play better and build more value? Or do they decide, which is not typical, as you know, and Henry used to always talk about this, the teams that are ready to win now don't want rookies. Correct. And yet I think there's an argument that, no, who knows how long Kyrie's going to have. Well, yes. Let's build – let's get Luke excited about them for the next four or five years after that. It's a It's a fair question. But either way, I think we see these young guys play some. Uh, Rashawn Holmes may make a return. Mm -hmm. from, he, he was in never, nowhere, nowhere land in Sacramento last year. Um, Grant Williams out of Boston. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting too. But to me, the big thing is how do these rookies fit in and are they going to be moved for something higher, higher level players? I love that you went there because I think the, 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 the piece that matters, particularly with Omax and with Lively, is the head coach and Jason Kidd. Veteran... Old, former players like Kidd who turn head coach often don't like young players and rookies. Um, well, most NBA coaches, for whatever reason, don't like playing because they make mistakes, as David always says. But your job as a coach is to coach them up, all right? Give them oxygen, let them breathe, all the all the good things, all the royal jelly. But, you know, royal jelly is not something that's in abundance in this league. Certainly not in Dallas. And so... Let's, let's talk about royal jelly. I, I didn't bring this up, you did. Yeah. But I'm really glad you did. Yeah. Listen to this, Gerard. So Jason Kidd's talking to Mark Stein, my, my dear friend Mark, mm -hmm. and he mentions that he spent, I want to say, like like a week in Slovenia with Luca. visiting Luca with his family. Jason brought his family. Okay. I don't know anything about his family. Brought his family, did, said a beautiful city, beautiful country. He went to two team, team Slovenia practices. Great. Later, he mentions how he went to Grant Williams' first foundation, maybe a golf event. I'm not sure. I was walking, it was windy, but I, he, it was some foundational event. Very cool. Mm -hmm. He didn't mention going to Derek Lively's hometown Correct. or Omax Prosper's hometown. I'm not saying he didn't. Right. I'm not saying he didn't. But he didn't he say He didn't it. mention it. My, my guess is he didn't. They were in Dallas a lot this summer. They were in L.A. at the team some. But I can just tell you, he ain't around those guys a whole lot. This is your point, mm -hmm. right? That, that would have been – do you know what Pop did the first summer they drafted Tim Duncan? Hung out on the beach with them in the Virgin Islands. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. This Hello. is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Good for you. So, you make it a good point. So to me, <laughs> you know, it's a, as David said, those guys are not long for Dallas, likely. Now, here's my burning question. As you said, Kyrie is Luka's best teammate talent-wise he's ever played with. Yep, but for sure. what version of Kyrie are they getting? What I mean by that is he's now signed his extension. Is he going to be the reliable guy who shows up to work all the time and does what he's supposed to do and doesn't cause any distractions away from the team? 
past history would suggest no, right? He has not played a season where something hasn't happened in God. Four years? Cleveland? Last time Cleveland, I think, was the last time there was nothing that went that went down. Listen, if he can play 65 games and, you know, you just do injury maintenance and whatever is why he misses the rest and it's not PTO and whatever, they're going to be excellent. But I have no personal confidence that that is going to be the case because history has shown me something will come up somewhere on the line and he's going to just do whatever he wants to do. Well, so that's why I don't know about those two rookies. I'm not predicting them being traded. I think it's. I think it's really. You normally would not think it possible. Right. Two two exciting mm-hmm. rookies who look like they're pretty talented. Omax is twenty one. I think Lively's twenty. Like, I would never normally say expect to be right. traded. I do, but this is different. You do have Luca, and how do you uh, Kyrie? I didn't realize he got his extension. I'm so stupid. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. That doesn't mean they have to keep him. It's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, he could be traded. I. I just. I think it's all within the realm of possibility. I know this. If you trade those two rookies and Kyrie ends up not being a fun guy to play with, uh, you better make sure the guy you bring in is an all-NBA level player. It doesn't mean it's to make all-NBA. Only 15 guys do. Mm -hmm. There's probably 20 20 guys Mm -hmm. in that same top 15. So you better make sure you get one of those guys. And that's a hedge if Kyrie ends up flaking out, which, I mean, he hasn't been there. He's not there now. I I think I heard... He was doing something in China. Fine. I have no Fine, problem with whatever, that. Whatever, yeah. But you could have finished up on Sunday. You could have finished up on Saturday or Friday. Let's see if he shows up this week. We'll find out soon enough. Absolutely. All right, Houston Rockets. Um, my burning question is, who is Jalen Green? Now, one of the things, the benefits I have of working with David now for so long, and I never did this before because I always thought, look, you, you don't give up on twenty young 21-year-olds like they they're stupid. They need time to grow and they need the royal jelly and all the things to incubate and become what they're going to become. He clearly has a ton of talent. But who is he? And does Ime Yudoka, does he have the right alchemy and the right, the right balance to bring out whatever it is that he's going to be? Because I think he has, he's shown Flash that he's that, oh man, he's one of those guys that can just get it anytime from anywhere on the floor. Like, And you know, teams always want that guy. Well, if he's that guy, he can be a leader and you can be groomed to be a leader and he shows commitment on the defensive end of the floor I'm not saying he's got to be all defense but just not a turnstile look and houston's talk about cooking with grease they got great young talent shabar smith jr who you already think is going to be better than palo bancaro so you know i i, I love what they have in houston i think jalen green's the key and is ima yudoka is he the guy that's going to unlock it yeah, I, I think Jalen Green's a key because you just said Jabari Smith Jr. can really be an exceptional player. Uh, Shen Goon very good. is a very, very talented good. offensive player. If he can if he can hold his own defensively, and Jabari Smith can make up for that someone. Cam Whitmore they have, mm-hmm. and uh, the kid from the, the, uh, uh, Asir Thompson. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, from overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's who they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Amen Thompson they yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. So it uh, could be a great defensive player. could also be nothing. We don't know. But I liked what I saw in the few minutes we saw him suddenly before he got hurt. Um, I My burning question is more Fred Van Vliet and mm, Dylan Brooks. Yep, yep. I, I, I like – listen, I liked when Tim Connolly traded for Rudy Gobert in the theory of we're Minnesota. We got to do something a little different. I, I wrote about it. I, it it had, was fraught with risk. But, but I, I liked the thinking out of the box – 
Don't be a cookie cutter GM. I don't mind that Houston has gone ahead and paid a lot of money to one aging, aging out really all-star mm-hmm. in Fred and one enigmatic, it's probably a fair <laughs> thing to fair. say, That's in fair. Wing and Dylan Brooks. <laughs> With all these young guys, mm-hmm. uh, they're both defensive-minded players, mm-hmm. or have been in yeah. the past. Fred has been in some years. Uh, I think it's a little different. It doesn't mean they're married to it. Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's interesting to see what, what do they do with all these young players and these two veterans? Because what if, for example, they're losing, which we expect, the young guys are developing, and Dylan Brooks is playing great. Mm-hmm. Do, do they think, you know what, let's move him now, yeah. and let's just keep our guys more – and we just have one veteran in Fred because mm-hmm. you're paying Fred so much exactly. money. I don't, I don't think anyone's trading for him unless yeah. they're desperate for a point guard. Mm-hmm. Like let's say Minnesota is making a good run, and Conley just can't do it. Maybe they feel like, well, we, we got to find a way to get something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I just – I think they put themselves in a pretty cool position. And that leads me to my biggest question of all, actually, which is – which is you mentioned, M.A. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw what it did with Boston. It wasn't so hard to do with a team that talented. It wasn't like that team had made finals uh, before. and I mean, maybe Eastern Conference mm-hmm. finals anyway. Um, uh, I, I'm curious because I thought he had a chance to be a really special coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not afraid to coach his guys up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's no reason to think he'll be much better in year two than he was in year one. And um, and so it just won't be with Boston. Yeah. Uh, I want to see. I, I, I'm, I'm a coach. I'm always looking for the the next guy mm-hmm. to to really, you know, who's the next Spolstra, right. so to speak. Right. Uh, uh, it could be him. Mm-hmm. Different. He'll do it differently. That's fine. For sure. I'm excited to see what he does in Houston. And I I happen to love the city of Houston. I love their basketball fans. It's a really cool American great city. city. Very diverse. City. Mm-hmm. It's in a terrible state, but it's a very cool city. <laughs> yes. And. Um, I really am hopeful that EMA is what I think he can be. And, you know, what did he, you know, the reason why he was suspended aside in the year off, was he watching the league? How did he grow? And what did he do yeah. tactically? Like, oh, you know what? Yeah. I kind of like this, right? I, we, we talk about it all the time. Like when I was a young coach and you're a young coach, we go to clinics with the, some of the best coaches in our sports, right? And we just sponge and steal from them, right? What did he may do to grow himself in his craft, right? We also have players getting better in the offseason, adding to their bag. What did he may add to his bag? We'll find out with, with, with this young team. Uh, I'll tell you a quick one-minute story uh, on that subject. Rick Carlisle, when he was, I want to say, fired from Indiana, he started going to a ton of Billy Donovan's practices in Florida because Billy probably had the best spacing in college basketball. He really was very good at, at spacing. I was probably – go back, throw back to his Patino mm-hmm. days. And um, the story is, and I've just forgotten his coach's name, but when he, he first was coming in, Billy Donovan put him in, put him in touch with um, like his, his personal assistant mm-hmm. manager. Mm-hmm. And Hey, this guy will pick you up at the airport. So the kid picked him up. And I think if I remember correct, Rick Carl, correct, Rick Carl loves uh, like red licorice <laughs> and maybe some, maybe something else like a uh, uh, certain soda or right. something. And and so the next time Rick Carlisle came into town, Billy, he checked with Billy, yeah. and the kid came yeah. to pick him up, yeah. and he had the licorice and the soda, <laughs> whatever it is you wanted. And so he was just on top of it. Right. And so eventually Rick said, I'm just going to cut the middleman. Can I just text you when I'm coming to town? Yeah. And the, you know, the kid was like, sure. Well, meanwhile, that guy became Rick's personal assistant <laughs> when he went to Dallas. Nice, nice. And I just forgot his name. He's coaching somewhere now. Yeah. And so my point is not that. My point is – he went so often to Gainesville to watch Billy's teams play and practice that he ended up building a relationship with his chauffeur mm-hmm. and hired him. And now this guy has a coaching career. 
That's what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. My my kid, Ryan Pannone, Mm -hmm. travels Europe in the summer catching practices Mm -hmm. in the EuroLeague typically. So, yes, what did EMA do in a season off? We'll find out. Yes, we will. Coming up here very soon. We sure will. All right, guys, we'll be back after this brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists for my partner and I. And both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. All right, David, your team and my team, the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> Not my team. I know, I know. Okay. Um, well, you go first with your, your burning question. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, oh, boy is right. <laughs> if if, if uh, I, don't, I don't normally like just looking at any one player, um, but I can't help but look at your favorite player because I love him. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't love Memphis. I love mm-hmm. Jared Jackson Jr., mm-hmm. And I was I left a little bit disappointed with summer with uh, the, the woke up. Who cares? Right. Guys? Team USA. It's a different game. Right. Uh, I saw some good things too. Uh, I want him to compete. Was he all NBA this year? No, he was all he defense. Was. All, right, mm-hmm. he was obviously defense mm-hmm. right here. Yep. I'd like to see him make a big jump in scoring efficiency mm-hmm. and maintain that defensive ability. Be like Rudy and get a second one in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he he can be the anchor until Ja gets back. And um, I really, I'm really hoping that he does. He grew up a little bit, a little more impulse control defensively. Mm-hmm. Please stop fouling as mm-hmm. much as you do, and and compete to be a power forward, you know, first, second team power forward in all NBA. I would love to see that. And I want to be clear, folks. When David says grow up a little, he's not talking about anything off the court as it relates to Jaren. He's no, talking no, about he's an awesome guy. I mean, his puppy dog control. tendencies yeah. on to jump yeah. at every right and foul. That's right. Because That's right. as I've said a million times. You being off the floor is a detriment to your team yeah. because you are that good. And it's, and in my opinion, it's stunting his offensive growth because you're not having enough time to be on the floor and get in the rhythm and do what you got to do offensively. Um, for me, my burning question is much like I, I wonder, you know, what did email learn in the offseason? What did John Morant learn this offseason? Yeah. Um, he's going to yeah. be missing the first 25 games of the season. So he won't be back till like mm, end of December. I think I did the math, maybe early January, sometime around there. Uh, you know, look, that's a lot of games to miss. Um, and you know, you're going to be without the thing you love, uh, you know, in theory, hopefully in practice too. But are you now realizing I am the face of not only a franchise, but potentially the face of the NBA going forward. And we talked about what you have to gain for your family and future generations and all of that. There's a, a lot. The world, when people say the world is your oyster. No, the world is literally your oyster, young man. Very few people have that kind of ability. 
So have you realized like, man, I could have thrown this shit all away over some stupid shit, like really stupid shit because game wise, I think, you know, he's, he's excellent. Now, as far as basketball, while you're away, did you learn to work on that float game a little bit? Have you improved as a shooter, right? So you now have the ability to, if I can be, if you have to come guard me out to three, so now you don't know, am I going to pull up and shoot or am I going to blow by you? Now it's, fuck, we can't guard this dude because you might blow by, you might shoot the three, right? And I'm not saying you got to be Steph Curry shooting the three, but what, 37%? Can you do that? 36, I'll probably take, right? I mean, if we can do that, get a little bit of that float game working, that first and second box scoring, as David always talks about, because what I worry about too, David, is the reckless abandon at the rim with those big giants. You know, every time you fall on the ground, that's that's injury potential, right? So we can pull up in that second box, float, jump hook, whatever it is, just to give me a little bit more variation to to save and, and preserve that body a bit going forward. Yeah, of, of course, you know, there's a lot riding on how Ja does. Um, when I said growing up, I was also thinking about the John Morant situation mm-hmm. from this standpoint. Uh, uh, no one really talks about Jaron Jackson being a leader. Mm-hmm. And yet, He's defensive player of the year. He started for Team USA. Uh, uh, he's got Hall of Fame potential. And so I want him to grow up into that role mm-hmm. of, yeah, Ja is our most charismatic guy. Although Jaron Jackson is no wallflower. Very charismatic. He's very, mm-hmm. very char- Exactly. So I want to see him grow up into that role. And also, when you mentioned Puppy Dog, and we don't, I don't just mean Puppy Dog defensively fouling. Um, Tim Duncan uh, was never the charismatic guy that Jaron was, Mm -hmm. but he was more charismatic than people probably realized. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was really just a great leader. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about this years ago, probably first thought of a pod. Uh, Tim Duncan put that big old Mm -hmm. paw on people's head and shoulder. Mm -hmm. And man, he was beloved Mm -hmm. by his teammates. Mm -hmm. He really was. I want Jaron to, because that's who I've always envisioned him, Tim Duncan 2.0. I want him to, grow into that role of one of the elders, one of the statesmen of the league mm-hmm. at whatever, 24 years of age right. that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy that, that people started saying just triple J mm-hmm. is, is one of the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. He has that potential. Absolutely. And I don't think Ja keeps it from him. Nope. I think he just draws oxygen away from him. That could be a good thing though. Well, he won't be there to start. Mm-hmm. The team needs a voice. Could be Desmond Bain. Who's very good. Very good. Uh, Steven Adams is the perfect bodyguard, mm-hmm. the perfect bodyguard. Um, remember Memphis is famous for the barking, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 pissing people off, mm-hmm. but Dylan Brooks isn't there anymore. Correct. So you don't need to do that guys. You, it, I don't know that it helps you at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd rather you humbly just kick people's asses. Mm-hmm. That's, that's personal preference for me. I think it's better for you to do that. I agree. I'd like to see him take that lead. Because I think he's capable of doing that. I love it. No, I, I'm with you 100%. Look, we we think the world of Jaron and think he could be incredible. Yep. And honestly, again, when you have a duo like Trip and John Morant, pff, that I mean, you you what you you sleepwalk into 53 plus wins every season, assuming health, just because you got those two guys, right? Yep. And you should be able to yep. compete for you know deep runs into the playoffs every year, getting you know providing that your team does everything else smart around you. All right, an interesting team next, David. That. Man, they could do so many things, but they have so, they have one big question. They have they have a lot of questions. The New Orleans Pelicans. What is your birdie question for them? 
It's going to be the same. I, I mean, we you, you're right in that there's a litany of things we can say, but we both are dying to see what Zion has. Correct. I mean, you're talking about a guy that could be the MVP of the league. Damn right. You uh, wrote he, that. He, he was going to be it last year. And if he was healthy. Two, no, two years two ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. That's how good he is. Mm-hmm. I think two years ago. Then he got hurt right away. Mm-hmm. Kiss of death for me. Um, I mean, he just, he's a game changer. If, if Zion Williamson is healthy and fit, and by all accounts, we think that's the case. Yes, correct. And I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I have Corey Brewer. not texting him. Right. I'm not called him. He's busy with his thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'll see him soon enough. Right. I'll see Zion soon enough. Um, but if it's true that he's in shape, watch out. Because he is just a holy fucking monster on offense. <laughs> he is. Fucking monster. <laughs> and now Brandon Ingram slots into his role as secondary scorer which he's going to be the best in the league at as a secondary mm-hmm. score. CJ isn't great at quarterbacking. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. They do have some problems there, but you can make some moves too. Sure. Um, Trey Murphy as a shooter. Perfect. Well, except. Perfect. Except, except 12 weeks out for Trey Murphy because of the, the, the injury. Remember, he got hurt. Right, but they got Herb Jones to yeah, start. Herb. Yeah. So Herb will get good mm-hmm. experience. That'll be good to build the defensive base. Uh, but as you get into the playoffs – and Trey, if Trey's back, he's one of the best shooters in the league. Yes, he is. He's such a perfect fit next to Brandon and Zion, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valanchunas at five. Do you go small with Zion some at five? Um, I think they have options with that. They, they've they got uh, Jose Alvarado off the bench, mm-hmm. change things up defensively and pick up your defensive intensity. Uh, Willie Green might lose his job if things don't go well this mm-hmm. year. I'm really rooting for him. Yeah. Uh, if Zion plays – to his potential. I mean, that's 45 wins right there. It really is. <laughs> that's how good this yeah. dude is. They're in the playoffs. 45 wins with Zion. Just, just that, yeah. that alone. Look, I, yeah. I, I'm with you. That's where I'm looking as well. They're also an interesting team, David, because uh, David Griffin, uh, executive vice president of the team, has stockpiled a bunch of draft picks and draft capital. Um, they have a lot of room they can do. So they yeah. can maneuver. And you've always said next to, next to Zion, what would work would be a stretch five, right? Someone to play five out. Well, there is a center in Minnesota. Not named Rudy Gobert, who, well, changed the scenery. Yeah. I said that, yeah, I think I said that this weekend about uh, bringing cats in New Orleans with Zion. Uh, But there's also um, Tyus Jones, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, is is a guy that really fits in Minnesota well Mm -hmm. and is from Minnesota, as it Mm -hmm. turns out. But I also like him for New Orleans. Uh, They don't need anything but a table setter. Correct. I mean, you know, score a little bit. He's had, he's had, wins before he knows how to play with stars mm-hmm. washington has no need for a guy that's stable when they're just starting over in a sense um they they could you and then you let cj come off the bench and you could start cj two as a two let brandon play the three mm-hmm. so think about that jones ingram uh uh cj and uh and zion and then balanchus whoever it's a pretty good group so i think i think your point is right they do have some picks and players other young players that they can move uh, they are definitely, if you look at elasticity of a team, mm-hmm. they probably have as wide a range as almost anyone yep. because they can really get to 50 plus wins or if Zion isn't so good, they could be in the low thirties and kind of reboot. Right. And that's the key, right? As we, as we said, it's Zion, you know, we talked about all, all, all the stuff going on with him in the off season, the dedication, yeah. what he needs to do. The, look, if it is in fact true that he is what he's supposed to be and basketball has become the main thing again. Oh boy. Look out. Could be could be exciting down in down in uh, New Orleans. 
All right, the last team, and maybe the team that everybody's going to be the most excited about in this division, mainly because of the seven foot four Frenchman that they have on their team, uh, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, my big question is how will the Spurs decide? Oh, let me phrase that. How will the Spurs and Victor deal with adversity early? Because it's coming. Adversity for sure is just the fucking NBA, best basketball league in the world. When guys are coming for your head and all those different things, which they will be, how do you manage the adversity early? Because it is coming. I think it'll be fine, but I'm just very curious to see how that all plays out. Yeah, uh, he seems so professional and so kind of polished. I'm not worried about him, um, but it, it'll be good to see how he does because, yeah, everyone can try to dunk on him for sure. They're going to get dunked on too, by the way. For sure. he, he's going to get a lot of dunks. That's a That's a – Tall, long, <laughs> agile guy. Yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna get a lot of dunks. Uh, Rudy Gobert has led the league in dunks a few times. Victor's got that kind of potential, although he's gonna play four, mm-hmm. not, not five, five. Mm-hmm. and so not maybe not as many roles as Rudy would get because he likes to shoot and all that. Um, my real question mark is on Coach Pop and the staff mm. in general. When these guys first started their dynasty, man, they were young, younger than me. I'm, I'm, I'm in my upper fifties. I feel younger. They were younger than that. This was a long time ago. It took a lot of energy to get to where they sure got. Does. Uh, and so now here we go again. They Pop just got a big extension. He's being paid a crazy amount of money. Uh, uh, what have you done for me lately? That's fair. It's a fair to consider. These fans don't care what you did before. Right. What are we doing now? They have they, uh, uh, Devin Vassell mm-hmm. is turning 23 or maybe just turned 23. Young. Kelvin Johnson is about to turn 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Jones, I, I, Jeremy Sohan is uh, unknown as to what position he's going to play. He could play the one. I'm hearing he might play some one this year. Nice. Could be their starting power forward. Mm-hmm. He's like 20 or 21. Uh, Dom Barlow? Uh, they, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dom, of course, is there. But there's others. Malachi Branham mm-hmm. has had a really good – I heard Barlow and Branham have been terrific so far this summer. Um, Zach Collins That's is right. still not old. He's been around forever. He probably starts at five next to Victor. Uh, I like Charles Bassey before he got hurt last mm. year. I think man, M. Corpus Christi, just a big dude that can score inside, big, powerful, old school guy. They have a lot of players. All right, coaching staff, management, let's see what you got. Where well, I'm rooting for you, but but this is not 20 years ago. You guys right. got to redo. We got to we got to rebuild the wheel. Yeah, yeah. in a sense, you got to watch film with them. You got to challenge them. You got to coach them up. You can't just deal with Victor's ego. He's going to have to learn to play some five. I know he doesn't want to play some five. I know you don't want to play mm-hmm. some five. But he's got to do with some. And obviously, with switching, whatever. Uh, but but make a jump in terms of all the – some of these young guys anyway. Devin can be an all-star level player. Kel- Kelton Johnson make improvement. And then we know, okay, we, we kind of see their future led by, of course, Victor. I like it. Uh, I don't want to step on your uh... – win prediction column but what do you think is realistic for this team in a in a very competitive west can they compete for a play-in this team as it's currently constructed probably not it's currently constructed but they have the abilities to go get a point guard i don't trust malachi Branham. i like trey jones but he's not offensively gifted yet victor is going to have a a big learning curve i think they can be competitive but i think it's more like one more year If Jeremy works out as a one, so Chan, if he works out as a one, that's a kind of a game changer. Victor's ability to shoot, although 
He did not shoot well last year from three. Did not. But he's considered a good shooter, or, or at least the potential for it. So if, if his ability to do that means you, you don't have to have your one shoot. Because Devin shoots it, Doug McDermott's there. Uh, you've got other guys that can shoot. And so so he can – Trey can be a defensive-minded player. He is little. Um, I still think they're probably a year away mm-hmm. from playing because the, the West has a lot of good teams. Mm-hmm. A lot but of good teams. it's certainly within the realm of possibility. And uh, if, Vessel, if Vessel becomes an all-star and maybe they make a trade with some of their young guys for another veteran that also fits their timeline, then, yeah, they could squeeze into playing. I like it. I like it. No, this is exciting. Um, gosh, the season will be here soon. As David mentioned, uh, media days will be next week uh october 2nd for almost every team i'm pretty sure except yep. for the teams that are going to abu yep. dhabi they'll start probably the, uh towards the middle end of this week to, to do their their media days but exciting stuff on thursday we will do we'll finish out the league with the pacific division all the california teams get ready um we'll, we'll discuss that including the front runner for the western conference title as david sees it i'm not telling you who but if you pay attention you know who's already said who can who can win the west out of that division All right, guys, uh, take care. We will see you on Thursday.